Hey, welcome to the Overtalking Podcast with your hosts Ken and CJ. Say hi, CJ. Hi, CJ. Uh, we should probably explain for new listeners like what this show is, right? So this is uh, this is a podcast where we it is a podcast we we talk over uh, TV and movies and most likely each other. And more often than not, those TV and movies are are chosen by our guest. More, mostly, mostly, sometimes for the most we part. yeah. Um, and we got a great show for you this week. And we watch whatever they choose. Yes. Regardless of quality. Mm-hmm. For example, this episode. I don't know. I, I didn't mind it. You didn't mind it? It was funny. Like how... Funny? How, you know... Not the word I would use. <laughs> we'll Speaking of movies... Yeah. You saw a bunch. I did, yeah. So I, I went to more of that Apocalypse thing I, I spoke on the last episode about. Um, and... One night, I they had two different things I wanted to see. One was a Cabin in the Woods movie called... That's um, just a genre of films now? Because there's been so many of them? Yeah. Uh, it was... Was it Blood Shack or something like that? <laughs> something... Yeah, I can't remember. Blood Shack, baby, Blood Shack. Uh, it was either... That, they were both at midnight, and it was either that or a secret screening. Ooh. And I... I wanted to, I, I was like standing around before, like trying to figure out which one do I want to do? Do I want to risk it and gamble on the secret screening or do I want to go to the one that I actually really want to see? Oh, they're at the same time? They're same time, same, oh, okay. both at midnight on like Tuesday. And I'm like, all right, you know what? If it's something awesome and I, I, I'm never going to, you know, have a chance to see it again, I'm going for the secret screening. Rolling that dice. I went for it. So I go in and I wait around for it to start. And the guy and the gets, ceiling collapsed again. Uh, no, different theater. Music box theaters. Oh, quality, quality theater. Quality theater. I highly support music box, and uh, please, please give me free stuff. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, so I went around, and finally, uh, one of the hosts gets up on stage with a microphone, and he's like, "Hey guys, so uh, you know, no one knows what this movie's going to be. It's it's uh, it's you know, it's a very brutal, very highly sexualized, highly gory movie." Uh, there's a reason why it's been kept a secret. Uh, no one's seen it. I haven't seen it. Sorry, do the, is this going? Is this a, like a new movie that's coming out, or just a random screening of like some old movie? I didn't know. Okay, so they didn't even tell you that. Like, if it was a movie that's already been out for nope. years, didn't, or a brand new film, didn't say. Oh, okay. Um, and so he's like, okay, well, just all right. I guess we'll just we'll play it, and I'm not going to tell you the title until it starts playing. And he turns off the mic, gets off the stage, and curtain goes up. And it starts out with the opening credits. Standard. And we hear over the opening credits, well, what do you think's going to happen now? Or something like that. And Some it's, random clown voice? It's Barney's Great Adventure. <laughs> and I am pissed. And immediately I'm like, Oh, I've made a big mistake. <laughs> you got got. Oh my god! And I'm I'm sitting there steaming, and, and I'm thinking like, well, I I I need to leave now to like see if I can go get in that other movie. And I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna wait like ten minutes and then like just duck out because I didn't. I, I no one else was leaving for some reason, and I, yeah, a I lot of Barney heads in there. I don't know. People were getting into it because it was late, and people were drinking, and they're making fun of it. And mm-hmm. It was. I'm like, oh my god, what the fuck did I do? And, fi- and like it goes on for about ten minutes. About ten minutes in, when I'm about to like get ready to leave, the sound cuts out, 
And I'm thinking like, oh, do they screw up or something? And then the guy gets back on stage with the microphone. He's like, so yeah, we weren't, weren't really going to make you watch that dumb fucking movie. <laughs> we only brought one reel of this stupid movie. Uh, we're going we're gonna to play the real movie in a second here. And I'm like, oh, fuck, thank God. <laughs> Holy shit. Good thing you waited around for a bit. Yeah. Um, so finally, he's like, well, I guess we could keep watching a little bit more of it. You want to turn the sound back on? He sits down on stage, and we're watching the movie again, and everyone's staring like, okay, that's that's enough. Let's, let's get <laughs> to the next movie. How did he not movie. get booed off stage when he said that? People were starting to get a little angry. Yeah. <laughs> but also relieved that that wasn't the movie we were watching. Yeah. Um, so finally, he's like, okay, so actually, this is the, the world premiere of this movie. Uh, it's I found it. It's cool. It's, it's midnight. I found it. Movie. It's cool. Yeah. You know, I... Well, let me. It was it was just like giant ants movie, ant ants. So like a, one of those cheesy movies that they always play on the yeah, sci-fi channel. Yeah, I mean it was it was like a new one, but yeah, it was pretty much that. Those movies are great. It was yeah, it was pretty funny. The acting was I'm assuming intentionally bad. Hopefully, um, yeah, but I, I still kind of wish I had seen the other McCabe. Do you remember movie. that? What was the name of it? Oh, uh, it came from the desert or something, or they oh, came man. from the desert. It didn't say the title until the very end of the movie, too, so I oh. had no idea what I was watching until the end. Huh. Um, about ants. Yeah, about giant ants, and uh, them, they were, like, throwing a party in the desert. and The then, ants were. No, 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 no sorry. Uh, this uh, motorbike uh, tournament championship uh, celebration party was being thrown in the like desert. Like motocross thing where they're doing stunts and stuff? Yeah, they had some uh, people on motorcycles for a very small part of the movie, and... Uh, then they discovered this underground base where they were breeding these giant ants from like alien DNA or something. I don't know. Yeah, naturally. Yeah. And the only way the ants could breed is if they, uh, ingested ethanol, which was apparently what some people were drinking at this party, which like will make you go blind, right? Like yeah, that's isn't that 100% alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that in like gasoline? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that sounds, sounds like that, a great movie. That's how that tied that part together. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't great. But so, are you happy with your choice that no. you went to that? <laughs> I mean, it was cool. It was a funny experience, right? Yeah. At least I got. A I was story wondering about that because I follow the music box on Instagram, and I saw they posted it was just a <laughs> screen clip of Barney. Yeah, that's and they, what it was. they the caption was like, "Sorry, last night got weird" or mm-hmm. something like that. And I was like, "What happened?" <laughs> Like, did somebody just really screw up and put in the wrong reel, or they got mailed the wrong one? But, okay, they were just playing a prank on you guys. Yeah, yeah, a really mean prank. What would you have rated the Ant movie, 1 to 10? Uh, I don't know. I, I want to assume that it was intentionally bad, because it would be funnier that way. I'm going to give it a 5.5. 5.5, and and okay. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, yesterday, I went to see the rescheduled Massacre 24-hour horror film thing. I I didn't go for the whole 24 hours. Yeah, you're saying that you only went to a couple because you had seen most of them? Yeah, some of the ones after they had said they were going to reschedule the event, I decided to just go home and watch a couple because I was like, well, I really wanted to see these now, Mm -hmm. and I I have it, so I'm just going to watch it. Um, But I I went from noon till like 9 o'clock yesterday. I got a good amount of movies in. Um, I had, I rewatched one of them just cause I had seen you it were earlier, there, but yeah, not going to duck out for like an hour and a half just no. to come back. No. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, no pillow required this time. No, no pillow required. I did bring a blanket though, because the patio theater has zero ventilation apparently. And it was, what do you mean? Freezing. They have a hole in their ceiling. That's ventilation. Yeah, I know. Exactly. It felt like it. 
I saw where they patched it up. That was a pretty big chunk of the ceiling. Jesus. Um, but yeah, it was, it was freezing cold. But uh, I got saw I got to see um, Let's Scare Jessica to Death with the director John D. Hancock in uh, in there. There he was there. Fake name. Yeah, I know. It sounds like a fake name. Uh, but yeah, I, I got a signed poster for him. It was it was uh, it was a fun oh, nice. fun time. Yeah. So worth worth the rescheduling or. Eh. I mean, I would have preferred it would have been in October. Just want to remind you, this is an audio medium, so the shrugs don't come through. You, you listeners can sense my <laughs> shrugs, can't you? You should know by now. Yeah. Uh, speaking of movies, we watched one of those. Would you Would you shrug about this movie? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get into that, though. Uh, all that coming up on the Overtalking Podcast. When the last eagle flies over the last crumbling mountain and the last flight roars at so literal <laughs> dusty mountain in the shadow Ooh, of the forest though she may be old and worn. They will stare unbelieving. You guys ready? Here we go. At the last Wait for the drop. Woo! They said the title. <laughs> so yeah, we watched uh, The Last Unicorn. And today we are joined by Elizabeth Perkins. Hi. Hi, Welcome. friend. Hey. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, we are going to start off the episode with more shots. Yeah, we have some leftover Jacko blasts from the uh, October month of horror, and uh, so we're gonna uh, help. Uh, Perkins is gonna help uh, finish this off here. Yeah, <laughs> get rid of your crappy beer. Hey, cheers! Cheers! Oh God! <laughs> See, it's she good. gets it. It's good. It's not good. Mm, oh man, it it feels like somebody spiked a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> In a bad way, right? It's yeah, not no, a good it's thing. It's part of like sorority hazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, what would you rate it? Scale one to ten. Ooh, mm. low. The, it's gonna be a solid three point five. Oh, yes, see? that's the lowest yet. I feel like someone agrees with me. This isn't good. I don't get how you like this. I mean, it's better than other alcohol. I would you rather drink like straight like whiskey? I, I don't know, yes, whiskey or. You gin? got a point there, yeah. Oh, I would definitely rather drink straight gin. For oh, sure. you like gin? Yeah, but <laughs> good way to start out this podcast. <laughs> yes, this it. I think the only reason you enjoy this is because it doesn't have that like burn that you're used to with other alcohols. That's right. I don't want to feel like I'm going to. I know. Vomit. I'm not. I'm not saying that's like a bad thing, but that doesn't necessarily make this good. It's still bad, tasty. It's all relative. It's <laughs> yeah, still, that's fair. Yeah, it's still bad, but it's better than every other alcohol. Do you know what I learned the other day? That that burning feel on your throat is actually because your body, it, it, it's like the same reaction with spicy food. And that it's, it causes some reaction in your throat to think that your actual body temperature is too hot. Like something with the alcohol activates that. So your body starts freaking out that your normal body temperature, it thinks it's too hot. And that's why you feel that like burn in your throat. What? Yeah. It's weird. It's a, it's, it's, so it's very similar to like spicy food. Huh. 
It's I can't remember the name of like whatever. Well, I don't like spicy food. Yeah, so. <laughs> but I'm just saying like that's why that that's why it does that. It's it, it's weird. So the same reaction. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That explains yeah, a lot. Explains a lot about me. It's a, oh, the, the, the spicy, not food spicy food. And the hating alcohol. <laughs> so. So the last unicorn. Yes. Also I, invoked a similar visceral reaction. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh i just to to sort of set the tone of this movie um okay. i i wrote down something you said to me ahead of time because i think it described it perfectly mm-hmm. um you were saying how this was you watched this as a child and you've been waiting to talk about this since then a hundred percent and so you uh you told me it's like i'm making you be alcoholics so i can take you to an aa meeting with me oh yeah <laughs> Just forcing you guys to come to this AA meeting with me of the last unicorn. So before we reaction. before we dive too far into it, do you want to give like a quick explanation of the, oh. like a summary of the movie? Yes. Um, okay. So the last unicorn is a early '80s film for quote unquote children. Uh, <laughs> right. I use that term loosely. Mm. Yeah, I don't I'm get that. Pretty sure they just didn't either. A every single person who made this movie had no idea what a child was, or B, <laughs> they um, just didn't have in mind like what a children's movie was supposed to be. I don't know, but it's a movie about a unicorn that lives in the forest, and she is told by a butterfly that can only speak in riddles that she is the last unicorn. And sing songs. Yeah. Yes. Oh, man. Um, and she realizes because she's the last unicorn, she goes on a quest to find all of her you know, unicorn brothers and sisters. And... Uh, Hi, Jinx and Sue. Um, <laughs> we, we got a lot of pit stops on the way, which are all 100%, you know, just nightmares. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anytime any carnival that mm-hmm. takes place in, like, kids' movies is always freaky. As soon as I saw the sign of them, like, riding, I was like, oh, this is going to get weird. Yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, do I need to do spoiler alert for... <laughs> I don't think... I, I, don't, <laughs> I, think you're okay. I don't think so. Yeah. If you want to skip ahead about 10 seconds, I mean, there's not a whole... Spoiler alert, they find more unicorns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yes, they find more unicorns, and uh, they have to go to a castle where there is a king that owns a giant red bull that he's been collecting all these unicorns. There's an alcoholic skeleton. There's a pirate cat. Pirate cat was the best. Pirate cat, pirate cat favorite character. <laughs> um, oh, there's a magician that she meets along the way, and he turns her into an actual human so that she can... Not be caught by the Red Bull. If yeah. you're confused and lost, so are we. And we just watched the entire film. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's pretty good. There's that was somewhat, good. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Mm-hmm. There's no like children's movies. I feel the whole point is there's some sort of like lesson to be taken away. Yeah, and I, I, was cannot, to, I was trying to figure out that whole I movie. I can't think nope. of a single one. There were some strange like biblical allegories going on, but I, I couldn't figure out really how that tied in too much. Maybe a kind of... Be yourself. No, I'm pretty sure the lesson is one day you're going to die. And also you're going to be lonely a lot on the way there. (laughs) And life sucks and you're going to die alone. That's it. She wanted, she at at one point said she wanted to not be immortal and like die essentially. Mm -hmm. That was when she was in a human body. Oh God. (laughs) I can't. It was when she was in a human body and was starting to lose her unicornness and was falling in love with the prince. But then, you know, she turns back into a unicorn and realizes that that's not going to work because she's a horse-like creature and he's a man. And so she moves back to the yeah, forest. He's totally cool. He was on board for it. <laughs> he he wanted to try board. to make it work. He discovers the fact that she really is a unicorn in a human body. And he's like, 
no, I love who I love. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, no, 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 but you don't, it, it's an animal. Are you getting that part? Like, she's going to change back. Do you know what beast you out? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, don't really see this working Please don't out. make, don't make this work. It's yeah. not meant to work this way. <laughs> it's not how it goes. So yeah, there, uh, I also love the king's name, the evil king, King Haggard. Yep. If that wasn't any indication of what mm-hmm. type of fellow he is. And uh, he looked the part. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cartoon movie, we should mention. Oh, yeah. That wasn't obvious. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't take that away from the title. Man, can you imagine this, this live action? action? Oh, my God. I'm picturing it as if it were uh, one of those like live action plays they've been doing a lot lately. They did, um, mm. what's the movie with uh, Tinkerbell in it? Peter Pan? Yes. Remember that they did a live action or like oh, a yeah. live. Oh, they're doing live play versions of, of like a lot of like the, yeah. the sound of music too. too I think. There's there's another one coming up too. I think and the Lion King's coming up like live action too. Yeah. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Beyonce is Nala. I just oh. <laughs> yeah, that cast is pretty and, uh, spectacular. Donald Glover is Simba. Oh yeah. sweet. Yeah. There's some awesome John That's Oliver's awesome. in it. Yes. Uh, but, so is Billy Eichner. Yeah. Uh, they're um, Timon and Pumbaa, right? That sounds Whoa. right. Or no, no, no. John Oliver is Zazu. And then... I don't... Who is Zazu? I don't the, the remember. The bird. The fly, Okay. Oh, okay. That uh, fits. And then... Uh, I forgot who Rafiki is, though. But it's a really good cast. Wow. Yeah. yeah I want to watch this now. I didn't realize awesome. this was a thing. I was huh. trying to picture... Yeah. Like, imagining if this movie was that. Like, live on a stage in theater. I think that'd be There'd pretty be like spectacular. way more serial killers. <laughs> this was a live action version. Like we, I barely made it out as it is. Yeah, this yeah cartoon film. You did well to, to have seen that as a kid. I mean, <laughs> it came yeah. out. I mean, you're here. You're it's, employed. I, I made it to this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. so clearly. <laughs> You've done well. You're, right? you're able to laugh. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's uh, a that's really a, says something, right? You're not there. dead inside. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's good point. That's good point. What what age were you when you first saw it? Oh man! So this movie came out in 1982, mm-hmm. um, and I was born in '89. So I think the, we already had it on VHS in my home, and I think at a very young age I watched it. Like the next phone call I have with my mother now that I've rewatched it is, "How did you let that happen?" <laughs> <laughs> did they watch it with you? I don't. That's they... like the big question. Like, did you watch this? Yeah, or was it one of those like, <laughs> "Hey, it has the word unicorn. Go They'll over there fine. and watch yeah, it." Like, exactly. so I don't have to take care of you for an hour i don't know but i mean i really do th- maybe it was just like a way to teach me about like what loneliness is <laughs> so wow we gotta yeah, start him young definitely conveys it the world is a tough place <laughs> we'll let them learn that early on grow up tough <laughs> you can either be a majestic creature in the forest alone <laughs> jeez i yeah the, at one point in the movie the unicorn uh teaches us that they only feel sorrow was yep. the that, only emotions like, that unicorns have is sorrow what a terrific life to live wait, wait until she turns into a human and then she feels regret she learns regret <laughs> uh, uh, just great kids kids lessons there yeah guys the world's all about sorrow and regret yeah. welcome enjoy it get out there but then with some sweet tunes from the band America. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Yes. We heard a little bit of that at the beginning. And yes. it's just all literal tellings of what's being shown to you. <laughs> yes. uh, lyrics and songs written by Jimmy Webb, uh, performed by the band America, who you know America. as singing, <laughs> nope. singing uh, A Horse With No Name. Which is quite funny. Yeah. Because it's a unicorn without the horn. Yeah. 
And she doesn't have a name until she's human. That's the only point she gets a name. And then her name is like Lady Amalthea. 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 Yeah, super easy to say. Yeah. Rolls off the tongue. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Since you brought up the soundtrack, I wanted to go through some of the song titles that are pretty just straight literal and entertaining. So, of course, you have The Last Unicorn, what we heard uh, a little bit. And then the end credits is The Last Unicorn Part Two. Uh, There's another song just called Red Soup. Don't remember why that was part is of it, the movie. Is that was it the, the red rat bowl soup? Or? I'm thinking maybe the Oh, rat... you know what? I think the rat soup was red. Yeah. It was like pink. Yeah. But that, to write an entire... I don't remember a song during that scene, though. I don't either. And why Why would you name a song after rat soup? Because they were like 100% phoning this film. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. That's true. Yeah. Um, there's another one just called The Cat. Another one called The Tree. Wait, was that Pirate Cat song? I hope so. I hope so too. He deserves his own song. He does. He has a peg leg and an eye patch. An, an unnecessary eye patch, by the way. Oh, really? Does yeah. both his eyes work? He moved it over to the other eye oh, at one point. <laughs> I must have missed that well, part. Which was after she was like, like, one of the characters was like, Cat. Who, the pirate cat could talk and she was like please answer this question and the pirate cat was like i can't i can only speak in riddles and you should have known that all cats speak in riddles and basically was like cats are dicks so, <laughs> so that's on you yeah. <laughs> it's just our nature i can't change my ways good luck uh pirate cat was the perfect character oh. <laughs> i had to do that because they said that they said yeah. they made the cat say that word it's in the true. movie and yeah. it was pretty great uh, another song is just called, I don't remember the last time I've seen a song title with dashes in it, but it's bull dash unicorn dash woman. That's a song title. Mm, I can imagine at what part that happened. Yeah. I mean, but it's one of two parts where that could have happened. It's also like a working title for the movie. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, there's like a unicorn and there's uh, some bull, bull that like chases and them away. also a woman though. She turns into a so, woman. Yeah. Uh. Then we've got, uh, unicorns in the sea. Which was, I I read these before we got to that scene, so I was very curious what was going on that there. That sounds like more majestic until you realize it's literally that he drove all the unicorns yeah. mm-hmm. into the sea. Which I'm still like, okay, it, it's a cartoon movie, there's plot holes, I get right. it, but like, and I get their magical creatures, but... They can just survive underwater. So did we explain what, what happened there? So basically, the this evil king mm-hmm. rounded up all the unicorns with this red bull. With this and, magical giant red bull. And that bull drove all of the unicorns, except for one, into the sea. And now they just are in the sea. And they are apparently somehow surviving there. Thank you for clarifying, except the one, as if the movie title. Right, because that, that is the last unicorn. <laughs> do, do, do. But like in the end, when they're fighting the Red Bull, the surf of the sea is all oh, of yeah. the unicorns. Yeah, there are so many. Out. Like thousands of unicorns are being released from the sea, which like you guys pointed out, they've been able to magically just, live yeah, in. I mean, I guess they're unicorns. Like, I don't know their anatomy. Yeah. Maybe they're fine down there. <laughs> I didn't. I, uh, that was, I was a little confused about that. And then as we mentioned, uh, she turns into a woman at one point. Uh, so there's a song called Now That I'm a Woman, and they break into uh, a song during the movie where they sing those exact words, Now That I'm a Woman. Um, and that's all I've got to say. That last one is a song title. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that, okay. was, that wasn't me just saying that. There's a song called That's All I've Got to Say. Okay. Man, that lined up well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's it was. I, I feel like uh, 
America pretty spot on for this movie, though. That really yeah. hit home, I think. <laughs> they nailed it with picking them to sing these songs. It was great. Even though I think all of us laughed out loud anytime a song started. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, that's, I love 100%. that. I literally love any songs that are just recounting exactly what you're seeing. Yeah, just explaining what we've already seen. <laughs> so th- at one point, there was they, they show the ocean, and they show some like flying fish come out of the ocean. And like, the ocean... <laughs> The fish have learned to fly. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's we, what I'm seeing. Yeah, <laughs> yep, that's what's going on. And then just random cutscenes that have nothing to do with the movie while the song's playing. Mm-hmm. The prince goes out and kills a dragon while just they're singing about whatever. And he comes back and is carrying a part of the dragon. Like I, the beard of the dragon or I something? I couldn't tell because you see the behind it. But that was... Okay, so this is once the last unicorn has made it to King Haggard's castle and has been transformed into a lady Correct. by a magician. Uh, and the prince falls in love with her. I'm pretty sure that that was the prince's way of getting her to love him back. It was by, like, look what I killed. Exactly. Here's kind a head. Very much like a cat. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, dragging in like dead mouse. Yes, like, 100%. Does this appease you, master? <laughs> Uh, Love wasn't, me. Wasn't working. He, <laughs> uh, he then wrote the a poem instead. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, oh god. Right. Yeah. There's a scene where he's in his little like tower room with you just see uh, crumpled up pieces of paper surrounding his desk, and we zoom in close, and it's like right as the lyrics of the song are something about like words always get in my way. He's just writing the words "I love you" and then crumples it up and throws it. Out. <laughs> Ah, oh, damn it. What am I trying to say here? <laughs> I can't think of the words. Um, but I feel like we probably should talk about the uh, most terrifying part of this film, which is Lady or Madame Fortuna's Oh, yeah, the oh. carnival. Yeah. Wow, yeah. The carnival lady who wears like a tree for a hat. Yep. Yeah, so she's got all these different creatures in these cages and she has people come and, and look at them and most of them are not what the people see they're like enchanted to see something else but there are two creatures which she has which are real and one's a harpy which has three very realistic breasts <laughs> why? Um, why don't know and the other one's the last unicorn um as soon as it oh man yeah yeah that was weird just not, not unnecessary yeah not necessary at, not all. at all also kids, kids movie kids, <laughs> kids aren't gonna know what the hell a harpy is to begin with you yeah. don't need to draw fake nipples on yeah just not not okay oh. but yeah she she tricks the the reason the carnival survives is that they think they're seeing a manticore when really it's like an old 80 year old lion mm-hmm. and some other creatures literally a a monkey with a sprained foot yes, sadly. or ankle. They had to add that detail yeah. to make it extra <laughs> sad. <laughs> it's not just an old monkey encaged for the rest of his life. He also sprained his foot. <laughs> and he like hobbles away as they escape. And then another like serpent is really just a snake. Oh, and this is where they meet the magician uh, who they. Schmendrick. 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 By the way, love that name. Yeah. It feels like they were trying to say Hendrick and like Hendrick Schmendrick. <laughs> Hendrick, yeah, oh, that's actually good. We'll go with that. <laughs> um, and he he's trying to help the unicorn escape from this cage, and he goes through a series of spells, and eventually like makes the cage much smaller than it was before. And he's like, "Okay, you know what? I gotta stop. You, I might kill you." <laughs> yeah. And then he just takes out a set of keys and unlocks her. <laughs> like, why my, was that the option that you went be, to last? Might not be a good magician, but I am a good pickpocket, and he, takes out the ring. Of he's keys. like the most like, "LOL, JK, I have these keys." <laughs> I kind of just wanted to see if I could do that. Just trying to impress you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I had a backup plan. Don't worry. (laughs) 
And then they, uh, so the unicorn gets out and with her horn, uh, releases the rest of the animals, including the harpy, even though Smedric warned her not to do that. And then the harpy immediately starts attacking the unicorn, which, which I didn't get. A harpy is like a giant vulture-like c- creature, but yeah. like huge, um, like the size of like a car, and <laughs> it like functionally eats two other characters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. First, it starts a, it starts swooping in at the unicorn, and all the unicorn has to do is just like point the horn at it, and it's like, ah, you almost got me, and flies away <laughs> and circles around for another attack, and then uh, just like. Uh, oh, and then the lady comes out bragging, the evil Madame yeah, Fortuna, yeah, bragging about how she captured the harpy previously while it was in cage, admitting like I know that harpy is going to kill me one day. Yeah, but at least it knows that I was able to capture it. Like the unicorn at one point is like she, because the unicorn's voice is Mia Farrow, so like everything's like very like trembly, and she's like she picked her death long ago. <laughs> Just warning, like yeah, very ominous. What, that really bugged me, this <laughs> side tangent. And when we meet the last unicorn, she could not sit still. Like, I get that the hair was always flowy, but her head was just bobbing everywhere. It's because she's majestic. Is, she, is uh, that what Matt? Yes, that's <laughs> what that's, it means. Is that or Parkinson's? I, I really don't know. <laughs> it, it, she would not stay still. She was trembling. It was, and, it was honestly getting on my nerves. Yeah. Like, just stand there and listen to what the crazy, crazy sing-song butterfly has to say. <laughs> Who's a gambler, too, by the way. He introduces himself as a traveling gambler. And then won't give her a straight answer. So anyway, uh, the harpy... Nobody then, gives anybody a straight answer. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. At least the cat admitted it. The pirate yeah, the cat, cat straight the cat up was like, up to it. listen, I'm an asshole. You should have seen this coming. Apparently, we're all just supposed to know that cats are assholes and only speak in riddles. <laughs> the butterfly was doing show tunes. Yeah. The alcoholic skeleton was too fixated on his wine. Uh, I mean, An he, interesting bunch. Yeah, it was. A so, cast of characters. <laughs> to say the least. So the harpy escapes, and the the lady comes out just shouting at it, being like, "I remember I got you!" And then so it swoops down and kills her. Yeah, it's like, remember, I'm the one that imprisoned you. Yeah, and basically okay, saying, "Yeah, you're right. I'm come gonna attack kill you. me." Yeah, and then does so, follows through with that. Yeah, that and the kid, again, kids movie. Yeah. yeah, like holy cow! It, it cuts like, to the harpy on the body, 100%. just like with the claws. Yeah, just ripping it apart. Yeah. I mean, obviously no gore, but like. Still. But, it's, like, you see the harpy, like, again, yeah, no gore, but you see the harpy, like, eating. At, yeah, uh, like, clawing at, at the dead body. At the dead woman and then her henchman as well. So you see the harpy eating both of them. Yeah. We see in a kid's movie a creature take two lives that are probably not necessary. Like, I'm pretty sure this movie came out and then, like, everybody over at Disney was like, okay, let's get together and do the exact opposite of that <laughs> yeah. for the next 10 years. Lessons learned. And yeah. The Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> They could have just, yeah, it could have just been the harpy chasing them, like, off into the forest, and that's how you get rid of the characters for the rest of the movie. But instead, no, they need to die. She needs to pay for what she's done. It's, it, yeah, random shit like that. It's like, not necessary. Why are you doing this? Not a kid's movie. Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think of other Disney movies where, like, the evil person, like, gets ripped to shred by, like, a much more evil thing. Bambi's mom dies that's pretty that's heart-wrenching the first thing in that movie yeah yeah that one's pretty bad but doesn't scar get like ripped apart in blanking or something scar dies does, does he yeah scar gets eaten by the hyenas in the end okay so that's right? kind of oh. the same thing there you go um what happened to, what happened you, to don't, you don't see it ursula gets speared with an entire ship 
What? I don't remember that. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, How do you spear someone with a ship? Because you're Prince Eric and you're super mad. I am? Uh, that you, yes. That's <laughs> your a prince, compliment. It's very, very much so. Uh, you're Prince Eric and you're very mad that uh, the beautiful lady that washed up on shore that, you, that doesn't speak uh, is actually a mermaid and is being held captive by Ursula and you're steering a ship and you steer it directly into her abdomen. I guess, yeah, that the the point of the ships. They oh, and have she's like huge a at that point in time. She like oh, grows up to like a massive, the... massive size, like kind of like giant version. Of Does herself. she become like an octopus lady? Am I making well, that she up? She was always an octopus lady. She becomes a real lady halfway through. Yeah, which she... is apparently a theme in lots of these movies. Oh. Yeah, uh, because she actually becomes Vanessa, the like, and she like swoops in and she like. I don't remember seduces a lot of this movie. Eric. <laughs> Me neither. Maybe we'll have to do Guys, that. Guys, <laughs> yeah. I think we know what the next is. <laughs> yeah. Little Mermaid. The, little, the littlest mermaid. That's, at least that, yeah, still Disney. It Was this, a, this wasn't a Disney movie, No, right? this is definitely yeah, not okay. a Disney movie. I mean, like, the thing is, though, with Disney movies, all of them, like, okay, Mufasa dying, there is a point to it. Mm-hmm. It's, like, part the of the story. The circle of life. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And, like, even people, like, dying a lot of times, it's, like, off screen, like, Scar. This mm-hmm. just, A, you're seeing people being, like, yeah. disemboweled by this harpy. And then, B, there is no happy ending. She goes and lives in the forest, her lonely life. Yeah, yeah that's the, oh, the takeaway. Yeah. That's is like, the bad. I, uh. they learned, she learned regret and sorrow, and mm-hmm. the movie ends. That's it. <laughs> what, what are we supposed to take away from this? Besides, the world is an awful, awful place. Oh, I don't know. And we're all going to die I, one day. I literally don't know. She's like an immortal, and when she becomes mortal, she like... She can feel it? She's like, I can feel this body dying yeah. around me. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like, they. I, I appreciate the apology right before the movie started. <laughs> well, like, uh, when you asked me to come on this, this was my knee-jerk reaction was that I wanted to watch this film, and it's been a cathartic experience finally being able to discuss it with other people. Yeah. Because nobody's seen this. Yeah. So and good on them. So I have a uh, article here called Eight Genuinely Important Lessons the Last Unicorn Teaches You When You Rewatch It as an Adult. Are they all sarcastic? We're about to find out. <laughs> Number one, you can't wait for good things to come to you. I don't get how that relates sets to, out to go to find all the other unicorns and also that one lady waited around for the unicorn to come to her and she became like an old lady oh yeah waited. yeah which i also that was also a little confusing because she was sad that like the unicorn didn't come to her when she was young and majestic and like could they, go on fun adventures together but they, yeah they didn't like explain that at all like that's a thing that's supposed to happen <laughs> is if you're a lonely is, is kid it like a passage of womanhood that a yeah. unicorn <laughs> Yeah. It's part of growing up. Yes, exactly, CJ. It's it's Maybe one that's... of the trials of being a lady. <laughs> Good to know. Number two, walk, don't run. What? That that's it. <laughs> that's it. Walk, don't run. She the unicorn does say that when they're about to escape the harpy to her and the magician, she says walk because the immortal creatures can detect if you're running or something like that. But that's the only way I can think of how that relates to the movie. Yeah, I don't know. It says, uh, this is essential advice for the next time you run into a vampire. So this might be sarcastic. Yeah, there were no vampires in this movie. So this next one's actually good. Number three is, uh, the things you fear will never go away until you confront them. Thinking about all the unicorns being driven to the ocean, not being able to come back because 
that thing's on the shore. The Red Bull. The Red, Red Bull. Bull. That's a good one. Yeah. That's yeah. like a legit. Yeah. That's a good life lesson. That's like, that's like but that's it. again, I would not have thought of that had no. you not read that. Right. <laughs> I did not take that away from watching the movie. Yeah. Yeah. You had, to, you had to think about that. I wouldn't have figured that out either. The lesson there I, in my head is like f- chase after similar people that are like you. <laughs> Just trying to find other unicorns. <laughs> if you're alone, find more people like you. Yeah. Number four. Nothing will love you as much as a tree. <laughs> we didn't talk about this part Ooh. yet. Uh, CJ, do you want to describe what happened with this one tree at this one sure. part? Sure. So uh, when, uh, remind me of the magician's name again. Schmendrick. 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 Um, finds a, oh, gets like captured by some outlaws is what he called them. Because he was hiding in a tree and they easily found him. So they tie him up to a tree on this like edge of the cliff before they even like other scenes ensued. I, I said out loud, does that tree have a butt? And Perkins, you correct me that <laughs> although I, different part. yeah, <laughs> I got it right that it was a human anatomy, but not the right part. So they tie him up um, facing the tree. So his arms are wrapped around it. Yeah. Like at he's first I was it. like, why do they tie him up that way? That was and then it's like, strange. Oh, it's to set up this comedic bit. That then the magician trying to escape sends some words that turns the tree alive into a woman, and the part his face is straight in between is not a butt, but her boobs, and the tree falls in love with him, or is in love with him, and like doesn't want him to leave ever. And smushing his head between her giant breasts. Yeah, her her giant tree boobs. And luckily the unicorn comes and saves him by just touching her horn to the rope, Yeah, which magically falls off. I mean, as much as, like, I want to believe that this film was made by, like, two guys in their basement, like, that scene had to go through several, several parts of review. Yeah, like, people that yeah. signed off. write it. That they probably got animated. That they probably to got toned it. down from something else, right? Exactly. <laughs> but, like, you know, it's like, probably a dozen people yeah. signed off on We're like, that Yeah, scene. sounds good. Yeah, yep, yep, that works. Yep. <laughs> Checks out. Number five is especially, especially depressing. Uh, you can't look for happiness outside of yourself. Uh, or inside of yourself. Because, <laughs> yeah, because you only have sorrow and regret. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. Can't fight. Yeesh. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. These are real, uh, yeah, real life lessons that just hit you hard. Number six is a sarcastic one. Uh, we'll still want wine even when we're dead. <laughs> I like that. At one point, uh, this skeleton wanted wine. That's Talk, about it. Talking yeah. skeleton. Yeah. yeah. And he, that bottle was empty, right? Like he just tricked him because he can't yeah. taste anything. Yeah. This was, this was the Bible allegory stuff that I, I was, I thought may have been there. Cause yeah, the, he had, they had water and the magician's like, okay, well I'm going to make wine. Yeah. It's like, okay, he's turning water into but wine. But he just drank the water. Yeah. He just drank it and then <laughs> Gave pretended. Him an empty bottle and yeah. said it was wine. And then the skeleton believed it was wine. To the point that he bl- started blushing. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, he got drunk. Yeah. He got drunk off the So air. I don't know if it's some sort of like empty religion commentary <laughs> that they're sneaking in on the yeah. last unicorn. Yeah, something about emptiness. Alcohol doesn't doesn't fill any holes. I don't know. It filled that skeleton's mouth hole. Yeah. All right. Number seven and eight are very depressing. <laughs> uh, number seven, to have joy, one must also have pain. Okay, I get that. You you don't know what one thing is until unless you have something to compare yeah, it to. Yeah, it's all relative. And yeah. 
can't have the highs without the lows. Pain without. How does that relate to this movie, though? Well, is she, that she's alone. She yeah, she's really alone. But because she's experienced this aloneness, now she finds joy in that. There's others there's out other, there. Others out there or something. She's not. But alone. like, she was totally fine being alone. It wasn't until like somebody came up and told her that she was the last one. Yeah, yeah. she got upset. Yeah. Also, why couldn't she figure? Something was up out by herself. I feel like she was like living her best life out in the enchanted yeah. forest. Hanging out with gambling butterflies. Yeah. And yeah, then, you know what? I think that should be immoral. Like, don't let others define what your happiness is. Or, or what you like are. That. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What's the... What's I, I like that better than any of these. <laughs> yeah. uh, number eight is life isn't a fairy tale. Isn't that... Yeah, this one wasn't a fairy tale either. Nope. <laughs> some hard-hitting life lessons. Yeah. Oy. Not, that's yeah, I, that why also why yeah why would they, they, they have to state that that the fact she could only feel sorrow why was that necessary at all where did that come into play in the movie i have no answers for these <laughs> questions you're the resident Demand expert you answer <laughs> yeah that's why i'm directing my questions at you yeah like i literally was like trying to like piece together like overarching themes Just, and like, 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 is the red like is the red bull like the patriarchy and all these women unicorns are being held captive and then something different would happen and like a new drunken creature would arrive and I'd be like, nope, none of this means anything. <laughs> this is all nonsense. Just... <laughs> yeah, I like you just grasping at straws, basically 100%. trying to be like, I should have learned something. It had to have been some takeaway other than life is meaningless <laughs> and we're all going to die. And, like, she freed all the other unicorns to go back alone yeah. to her forest. wasn't like, oh, hey, guys, do you want to hang out? And then, because they all just scattered immediately. And she's like, oh, like, okay, I guess I'll, I'll go home now. Yeah. See, see you later. Are we done? Okay. Yeah. All right, bye. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. No, thanks. None of them even thanked her. We didn't hear any others talk. Yeah. No, they just all ran away. <laughs> they, they stampeded past them to the point that it broke the castle. Yeah, they ran up. 90 degree walls. Yeah. I love, yeah. I love that. I yeah. love that part too. Yeah. <laughs> They're just floating over whatever. No terrain can stop them. King Haggard deserved it. Perkins, do you know what that sound means? I don't think so. I don't either. Yeah, it's probably because I use something you different every time. <laughs> no. Uh, it's time for everybody's favorite segment and our really only segment ever. Hey! hey! You found some questions. Mm, about to. <laughs> Why do you constantly start the segment and not have any questions? <laughs> because it's time ready for ready to go. Hey, did you do that? I heard it the first time. Thank okay. You. Um. This movie. Uh, I want you guys to both say how much you think it made. Uh, in the opening weekend. And then uh, so gross, off, gross domestic box. So this office. was in theaters. This was in theaters. At one point. Yes. Man, I can't. I just want to picture those people's faces leaving the theater after seeing that. Like parents and their kids just walking away being like, 
what the fuck was that? I feel yeah. like this does reflect a lot of early 80s films where like you go back and you watch them and you like think that they're heartwarming, but then you watch them and you're like, no, this was very, very strange and upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> Probably did some psychological damage <laughs> yeah. at some point. Just shoved away deep into, deep into your subconscious. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea. 500,000. A million. I don't know. Okay. A million, five hundred thousand. You're going a million, five hundred thousand? Yeah. Two million. Okay. Well, Perkins is closer. It was, wait, I'm sorry. Was this for opening weekend or for Whatever domestic? you said. I don't know. Does it matter? Does it? Yeah, it does actually. The first one. Okay. Let's say, okay, let's say opening weekend first. How much do you think it made opening weekend? I'm sticking with my answer. Which was? That's probably very little for movies, right? Yeah, it's pretty You long. think I would have learned after doing this so many times? For like an opening, I think our <laughs> for, guess opening is for opening weekend, though, that's weekend, closer. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, if it's just yeah. the two days or whatever. Yeah, so what'd you say? Uh, one and a half million. Okay, and Perkins? Like two. Okay. Yeah, so Perkins is still correct. Uh, it was uh, two million and uh, 250,000. Oh, wow. So, yeah, really close. Wow. That's good. Uh, and then gross domestic box office. What would you say it made overall? <laughs> two <while> million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, four million. Do you really think so? Um, no, okay. Eight million because of my parents. <laughs> All right, so Price is Right rules, CJ wins. It was six million four hundred and fifty five thousand. That's still surprising. I That's a good amount. That yeah. Cool. Like I feel like I should have met more people along the road of my life that have seen this movie, if that is the case. Yeah. yeah. It's gotta be just the fact that it has the word unicorn in it. Like they there's no way they would have gotten that many people to see it. Or people have like A blocked this out completely. B <laughs> don't want to talk about it because it's a traumatic event. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to acknowledge the fact that they've seen it, unlike you. So I mean this this came out like seven years before you were born, right? Yeah. So I mean, it's probably older people who have seen That's this. True. Yeah relatively That's, old. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably people that have seen it that you're like, have you seen this movie? And they're like, no, 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 no. It's just like <laughs> that twice. Yeah. Yeah. I only watched Fraggle Rock and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tied did, up. Did you want another question? Yeah, it's tied up. We need a winner. Okay. Well, we got two more questions. Perfect. So, uh, this movie was based on a novel by American author Peter S. Beagle. Yeah, In what guy. year was the novel published? Hmm. So this came out in 1971. 1971. Okay. We're playing Price is Right rules again, by the way. For a year? <laughs> yeah. Would it, it would have taken that long? I'll go 75. Well, closest then is uh, Perkins. It was uh, 1968. Wouldn't it have been great if he was like 1591? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. This was written during the medieval times, and that's why it was about that. It was just a diary entry. Yeah. All right. Points to Perkins then for that one. Okay. In 1987, uh, Locust ranked the last unicorn. Who's, uh, what's that? Locust? Locust is some sort of magazine. Okay. Uh, it ranked the last unicorn out of 33... All-time best fantasy novels, uh, what number out of 33? The fact that it made the list is astonishing. Do you think, how, how close do you think they got it? They nailed the novel. Do you think that's probably what it yeah, was have about? You, have you read the book? I, I have not read the book. Okay. Now I'm intrigued and terrified. <laughs> um, I, I bet very close. Yeah, Maybe, I could see that. I mean, do you think that 
bosomy tree was in there? I don't probably. know. Probably. Probably. That's probably but, the only way it would have gotten in. <laughs> Wait, they uh, they referenced the New York subway A train at one point. Yes. I have to assume that's what in the a, reference was. In a song, though. I mean, yeah, yeah that could not have been from the book. Yeah. So prob- I'm guessing a lot of the butterfly songs are probably new. Uh, I would say all the songs. They probably don't have songs on the book. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> This is a futuristic electronic book. You press yeah. a button, hear the song. Lyrics are just written words, Ken. Just poem, Just poems. Uh, out of 33, is that what you said? Yes. What number? 32. Okay. Do you think it barely made the list? Yes. Um, 17. Okay. Closer. Oh, yeah. really? It was number five. Wow. What? When was this? Uh, when did this come out? Do you know? The uh, this, like, this list was yeah. published in Locust Magazine in 1987. So two years. No, I'm sorry. This was after the film was made. Yeah. 1987. They rated a book from a decade ago, two decades ago. All time best fantasy. Novels. All time. Those people don't know what they're doing. They need to get out more, read better books. That's that's like barely sci-fi too i guess you put fairy tale in sci-fi like the same genre what's well, fantasy why do you, why do you think it's sci-fi, sci-fi. Yeah. oh is that what you said fantasy yeah, fantasy. yeah. okay mm-hmm. i just don't listen to you uh <laughs> fantasy makes sense <laughs> see what i'm dealing with here yeah. i'm in my own head um okay so who won oh perkins okay Yay. and so i I have, I have one more just fun fact here that I, I didn't know how to work into a question um they are working on a live-action version of this. They are? No. Hey, with, with both Christopher Lee and Angela Lansbury reprising their original roles. Um, I want to see them get Jeff Bridges again. They've been trying to get it made since 2013, and there's just been ongoing legal disputes. Why? Uh, Who? With the original animation film. Who wants to get this made? And why? Those two actors that agreed to be yeah, made again? Yeah, they must. Well, you know, referencing the comment that I made earlier... Uh, 30 years from the date that that's released, look out for a huge increase of serial killers. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. People traumatized. Chronic from depression. That. Mm-hmm. On their I, <laughs> yes. Invest now in yeah. some antidepressant stock. <laughs> Get ready. The world wasn't already a, a terrible enough place. It's going downhill from here for everybody catches their, that. Oh, my God. Why, why would they want yeah, to 20, 2050. It's coming for you. That was, that was a joke when I said that. That it was a live action. That was a joke. This should not actually happen. It's going to happen. No. I will, I'll watch it. <laughs> I hope they make it like gritty and dark as fuck. I hope this podcast is still going and that we all go to it. Yes. <laughs> we come yeah. back and do a part two. For Definitely. Sure. That, that will happen if this comes out. Fantastic. Yeah. It's just all of us crying yeah. <laughs> yeah. for an hour. Oh my God! Life is meaningless. <laughs> We're all the last unicorn. We have no one to be with. This is yes. all pointless. God, that's why. Why? Sorry, I can't get over this. Why would you want to do that? I don't know. You're going to scar children for the ages. Yeah, it's nuts. Don't do that. <laughs> also, it's, some of us have already been scarred. Yes. We're, yeah. Haven't we gone Even through this enough? Grow, Maybe? Growing Maybe? and trying to heal. <laughs> Hopefully this puts the word out to make this not happen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but you're right. At the same time, I do kind of want to see it. Right, right. I want to see what they nail. Where, oh yeah, actually, that'll be really interesting to see who plays what characters. You can't beat Jeff Bridges as the singing prince. Who was Christopher Lee in the... That was the King Haggard. Okay. So he's coming back to be the evil king again? I, apparently, yeah. Who was the other one coming back? Angela Lansbury. Which who was, was Madame Fortuna. Ugh. Okay. 
So oh. two of the worst so, like, characters. Yeah, two <laughs> relatively minor characters. Yeah, just to come back to play evil people. Bad. Huh. I don't... That that I'm already like picturing things in my head that, about what this is going to turn out to be like. It'll be interesting. And none of it's good. I mean, maybe a new generation of children needs to, you know, understand what loneliness is and desolation. Stop. So, and their parents don't have time. Start them young. To explain it to them anymore. Give up your hopes now. It's all useless. Well, for this generation, what would you guys put your ratings at? <laughs> ratings. 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 CJ, what would you rate this oh, movie? Oh, man. Uh, One to ten. Um, on a scale of sorrow and defeat, mm. uh, I'm gonna go with uh, existential crisis. Okay. Oh, that's great. That's great. Which I think equates to like a, a four. Okay. <laughs> hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a second divorce. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wonderful. No, <laughs> if you could give us a number to accompany yes, a number. that as well. Uh, ooh. Did you go what did four? You, four. Four. Um, I was tempted three or four, I'm, something I, like that. I'm going to go six just because it had such an impact on my life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, still, still wanting you. to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Obviously had some sort of effect. My guess, not very positive. <laughs> <laughs> Ken? Huh. Yeah, I got to think about this because I, I didn't not enjoy it. I, I mean, the, the action parts were fun and the were songs they? were great. The songs so, were great. What action parts were fun? It was all them just being afraid and running away. Yeah. There wasn't any, like, fights That's or anything. Right. They did not fight. Even the hero at the end just stood in front of the bull and got knocked down and, and died. killed immediately. The prince died, and the unicorn brought him back to life. He straight up said the words, I died. Four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That four. sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Why? I, that's that's that is that the, the happy ending is that the unicorns escape. The prince doesn't die. I do like the fact that she doesn't. Like I said, when we were watching it, maybe my independence came from this film about a <laughs> unicorn where she's like, I don't really need any of you humans. And I'm going to go back to my forest now. I know what regret is. That's a downer. But whatever. Bye. <laughs> she not only I don't need you humans, but I don't need any other unicorns either. I'm still going to go back and run that forest myself. Yeah, and just still, still gonna be super lonely. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Maybe I'll hang out with that butterfly again. He seemed yeah. fun. Maybe he can teach me some gambling tricks. <laughs> also, another unnecessary detail. They basically made him seem like one of those old timey traveling hobos. Yes. Why? Maybe that's how butterflies are. We don't know. <laughs> that's true. Maybe that's how they are. Well, thank you, Perkins, for joining us. Uh, this was. Uh, Interesting. Introspective and <laughs> depressing. Uh, we hope to have you back real soon. When we see the live action play. Yeah. Hopefully that'll happen. We'll be right back. Two, one. And we're back on the Overtalking Podcast. Uh, and we have a very somber mood here in the studio. Just going to keep drinking the rest of the day, I think. Yeah. Just close the curtains. Maybe for the rest of my life. Grab a bottle of whiskey and just just sit and (laughs) drinking and thinking. Yeah. Oh, man. Just loneliness is crushing. But if you guys want to make us feel less lonely, be sure to go out and 
reach out. Reach out. Say hi. At our email at overtalkingpod at gmail.com. Or you can call into the show and leave us a nice voicemail, whether or not it's depressing, what's on your mind, maybe you're having an existential crisis. Mm -hmm. We can all be in this together, guys. Uh, You can hit us up at upacat1591. That's upacat1591. Yeah. Or uh, we also have a website, overtalkingpod.party. It's a real website. It's a real website. And... This website has things on it, guys. You can contact us through the website if you want to. Or if you don't know where to find us on all the things, which is at Overtalking Pod on all the things. Yeah. Uh, Facebook, Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, Instagram. Instagram. Uh, And you can also leave comments for individual episodes out there, too, if you want to say something fun. Uh, Or, oh. And to bring us down even more. Yeah. Well, it's not me. It's 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 them. them. Hate them. As if we weren't depressed enough. Yeah, they're just looming over me now. What the hell? This is my, this must be what they feel like all the time. Just looming yeah. and sad. And, yeah. Yeah. You right? know what? Maybe this, maybe this is how the overtalking overlords were maybe this created. Is how we, we relate to them. Well, okay guys. So don't, don't worry. I'm going to read, uh, I'm going to say it, you know, uh, be sure if you like this podcast, please, uh, rate and especially review in iTunes. That's where, uh, most people find us and it'll help more people find the show. And I actually have a, a nice new, uh, review here. Uh, that I can I can read here. Uh, it's from High Five Ghost, which is a great reference. That's a regular show character, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and he or she said, uh, very fun and entertaining reviews of TV shows and sometimes movies. Uh, the guests pick the topic and great banter and tangents ensue. I'm hooked. Wow. Yeah, they, that was very nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like complimented the show and even like gave a summary of it. Yeah. They did a better job than we did. This was great. <laughs> We're gonna we might have to start using that from now on. <laughs> Thank you, High Five Ghost. Thank you, High Five Ghost. That just brought us our mood up a little bit. Yeah. You fought off the overtalking overlords for us with that nice review. They're gone. Thank you very much. Yeah, your reviews help fight off the overtalking overlord and, and our, our depression. Yeah, our, <laughs> our utter defeat and sorrow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, we, we don't do any advertising for this show. So if, if you like it, tell a friend, tell them to check it out and uh, spread the word subscribe. and click those stars. Yeah. And as we always say, the sea, the sea is, is always, always good. good. Oh, they said that? Jesus. This episode of the Overtalking Podcast was edited and produced by Ken and CJ. Special guest was Elizabeth Perkins. Logo by Nate Richards. Check out Nate's work on Instagram at Nate Richards Designs. And as we always say... There There are are no no happy happy endings endings because because nothing nothing ends. ends. Mm. So uplifting. (sighs) And as we always say, unicorns Unicorns are in the world again. No sorrow will live in me with that joy save one. No, this is bad. (laughs) I thought this was... You lost me right away. Yeah. And as we always say, she She will will remember remember your heart heart when men are fairy fairy tales in books books written written by rabbits. What the hell does that mean? I don't know. It's from our good buddy, Schmendrick. Why are rabbits writing books? (laughs) It's a fairy tale, man. Don't think too much into it. I am, though. Like, I don't... (laughs) 